0: Start your free trial by going to luminary.link slash note to self or download the Luminary app for free.
1: Listener supported. WNYC Studios.
2: Hello, friend. This is an episode of Note to Self, but from when we used to be called New Tech City. Same good content, just the old name. Enjoy. Hey, New Tech City listener, if you are looking for a new podcast, you should check out Death, Sex, and Money with Anna Sale. It also comes from WNYC, and I promise it will make you laugh and cry and think. Check it out. From WNYC, this is New Tech City, where digital gets personal. I'm Manoush Marodi, and we're almost at the end of our Kids and Technology series. Our grand finale is next week, and we're going to hear stories from some New Tech City listeners all around the country. But before we get to that, I want to take you on my own little personal journey. A journey to try and understand how a behavior monitoring app got in my second grader's classroom and what its potential consequences are. Whether we parents are asking all the wrong questions, and if techies are asking any of the right ones. This week, from a classroom to Capitol Hill, Silicon Valley, and back. It all started back in September, at the beginning of the school year, when I first met this lovely woman. My name is Melissa Lehman. And what do you teach? I teach second grade at a public school in New York City. First, can I just say, Ms. Lehman is the best. What a champ for letting me put her on the spot one morning in her classroom before the school bell rang. I remember coming to parent-teacher night really early on in the school year. Mm -hmm. And one of the things you told us about was Class Dojo, this app that you were going to be using. Can you tell me about how you found out about it? Um, sure. I was looking at a list, I think, from, um, I th- I'm not sure if it was from the American Library Association or it was another um, organization that put together a list of best apps to use. But I saw it and I said, oh, wow, this is kind of just like the sticker chart I use in the classroom, but it's digital. I would save a lot of time Um not having to put little tiny stars on charts up in the room. So Ms. Lehman, she walks around the classroom with her iPad, and when she sees kids following directions well or helping each other, she taps on her screen and rewards them with a point. The app keeps track of all the points and turns it into a score. So I decided to give it a try um, midway through last school year, and it was really successful, and the kids really loved it. And um, it just kind of streamlined something I already did in the classroom. And at the beginning of the school year, Ms. Lehman told us parents that we could, if we wanted to, also download the parental version of this gold star chart to track it all on our phones. We could also help our kids choose a kooky monster avatar. Ms. Lehman decided to ignore the part of the Class Dojo app where you can dock points for bad behavior. For her, this app is all about positive reinforcement. Because with 28 kids, it's hard to get everyone to do the right thing at the right time. So, any kind of positive behavior approach that I can take can really help. According to the company, half of all teachers in the US use Class Dojo. Yeah, half. No parental or school district consent necessary. And yeah, like good helicopter parents, most of us downloaded the app. But a day later, when parents actually had a moment to think it through, the emails started flying. Confusion. Concerns. We were all there the night of the curriculum meeting, and we were asked to jump on the computer and and input some data for the program or the, the app. And I did not question the purpose of the app. I thought, I'll learn about it. Right. You know, I'll ask Jen. I'll get into it after. But my first thing was just... Let's do it because everybody's doing yeah, it. Download first, ask questions later. Exactly. This and is Kelly question. Miller. Her daughter is also in Ms. Lehman's class. And the that. Jen person that she just referred to is this mom. I'm the class parent for our class. Jen Gephardt. Our sons have been in class together since preschool. Jen and Kelly came over after drop-off the other day to drink coffee, eat cardamom cookies, and talk we're Class Dojo. Talk
0: the questions that. were exactly how much time is Ms. Lehman spending with this app in the classroom? Oh, yeah. Is it taking away from personal interaction with the teacher and instruction time? Are they obsessed with these you know, little um, avatars and getting their avatars points? Like, that We didn't want their school day. I sensed that other people did not want the children's school day to be all about Class Dojo.
2: Parents had so many questions because we just didn't get a ton of information. We didn't understand entirely how this app was being used. After lots of Googling and an email from Ms. Lehman, most of those concerns went away. But some of us still had a problem with the app's basic premise of tracking kids. Kelly's daughter, for example, didn't understand why her mom was getting a weekly report about her behavior if she didn't do anything wrong. I don't see the value in it for Lillian. You know, because I feel like who she is in the class is who she is. She's got a very strong, Mm -hmm. you know, moral rudder, you know, and she just kind of gets the right and the wrong in her own world. But I don't think that in terms of socially, she needs that. But Jen? Jen was cool with Class Dojo. She actually
0: thought it was perfect for her son, Jason. My son is kind of a little bit ADHD, a little hard-to-manage impulse control, and I want there to be more of a connection between school and home.
2: As for me, I kind of just put the app on my phone and then ignored it. I didn't need one more thing to do. A few months later, though, November 2014, the New York Times ran a big article about student privacy. The piece was by Natasha Singer, and in it she described a total mess. School districts facing data breaches, apps and software not working out at all. And this article specifically quoted critics of the Class Dojo app. They complained about the idea of a behavior database being created without parental permission. Like, what if a kid was labeled a problem child based on his or her Class Dojo points? Did data and privacy cross your mind at all? Mm-hmm. Honestly,
0: no. I really wasn't thinking about it. I didn't have to type in a social security number or a birthday or anything.
2: I, I'm I embarrassed to say that when I downloaded this app, it kind of, I was more like, well, Kai doesn't need this. Well, actually, there were whole other issues that I did not I even didn't think of.
0: But you shouldn't be embarrassed because that's not what we're thinking about. Honestly, it's the same thing. I thought, oh, what a cute little thing a digital sticker chart. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be for everyone. But I really was not thinking about <laughs> div- div- bigger issues of digital privacy and Jason's future. You know, there's so much you can go there with conspiracy that you can really get yourself crazy with that kind of thing if you do.
2: Um, Well, just to push back on that, though, he doesn't – if we're not thinking about it, they're seven, then that's, you know, 10 years down the road or when they turn 18 and it is their choice. Like, I feel like, whoa, well, I have let my kid down by not being more vigilant.
0: I don't know. I mean, come on, though. We're also, this is a New York City school system. If we're going to wait for everything to be approved by the New, New York City school system, I'm like, what my. was the point of that? You know, it's a slippery slope. It's like, on the one hand, yes, we want to be overprotective parents. On the other hand, I'm not putting Jason in a tinfoil hat to go to school.
2: And I want to agree with Jen, this mom who's taking a more laissez-faire approach. There are so many apps on my phone. What's one more? But look, this is new territory. We don't know what happens to a kid or to his data if he has his behavior tracked while he's working away in second grade. I mean, think about the kids who first went on Facebook, right? They had no idea that eventually college admissions officers would be going back and looking at their profiles to see what pictures they had posted. I want my kid's teacher to get the efficiency, the benefits of new tech. But when we talk about parenting and kids... We need to proceed with caution, right? So I called up someone who thinks about this even more than neurotic Brooklyn
3: moms do. I'm James Steyer. I'm the CEO of Common Sense Media.
2: Common Sense Media is a big advocacy group focused on the impact that media and technology is having on kids and schools.
3: Until very recently, there weren't state or federal laws in place to regulate this. It's been sort of a wild, wild west marketplace.
2: After that New York Times article, ClassDojo updated its privacy policy. It now says it's deleting all students' data after one year. And I asked Jim if this was enough.
3: It's true that ClassDojo, under pressure, changed their privacy policies. And I think what the bigger story here is it's emblematic of the fact that many of the people who make these apps forget about the privacy issues involved.
2: Okay, so here are some laws that I'm going to tell you about so that you understand where this whole thing is going legally. So last year, California passed the most aggressive student privacy law to date. It says that data can only be used for learning, not so that companies can market stuff to kids. It also forces school districts and businesses to create plans for keeping data safe and deleting it. Now, California is a little ahead of the curve, but there are other states thinking about this, too. And so is Congress. There's a proposed bill called the Student Digital Privacy and Parental Rights Act of 2015, And there are older laws that deal with student data. It's just that times are changing faster than Congress can keep up. Back in the 1970s, the Family Educational and Privacy Act was passed to give parents more control over their kids' school records. And the big law governing student records in digital form came in the year 2000, the Children's Online Privacy Protection Act that required parental permission to collect any digital information from a kid under the age of 13.
3: We're starting to recognize that privacy is not just a fundamental right, but it's a huge deal for all of us as citizens and as parents. So you're starting to see now the beginning of a much smarter privacy regime.
2: And the education tech industry is pushing back, saying, if you legislate us too much, you're going to stop important innovation that could help level the playing field for poor students, help teachers give individual attention to kids, even if their class size is huge. The makers of these apps want voluntary standards and pledges. And just the word voluntary makes Jim Steyer at Common Sense Media scoff.
3: Voluntary privacy standards and pledges from the industry are worth just as much as the paper that they're written on. Many of the ed tech developers may start out well intentioned, but if they're for profit companies, they're going to have to figure out a revenue model in order to stay in business. And to do that, a number of them either don't have any idea about data retention and privacy issues, or they consciously ignore those standards.
2: And what do you say to a parent who's like, I don't know what the big deal is. I've got a good kid here. Spell it out. What what could the ramifications potentially be?
3: If you take a look at the Class Dojo example or some of the other apps, look, I'm a parent. My kid has a health problem or they have a behavior problem or there's a divorce in our family or very personal stuff. Well, if that information is made public to some ed tech company, you have no idea what they're gonna do with that. They could share that with many different people. That's your personal private information and it's no business of theirs.
2: In a minute, I talk to the maker of the app who may or may not be gobbling up my kids' information, the co-founder of Class Dojo.
1: I think education's a really emotional area. I think parents are right to be concerned. I think we are in a bit of an interesting transition point.
2: Last week, our show was about how the blind and visually impaired are using technology. And it was so nice. We got a lot of emails from New Tech City listeners and parents with kids who are indeed blind. Here's one of my favorites. Ed Anderton emailed us, My four-year-old son, Lenny, was left completely blind by a tumor at the age of 10 months. We had exactly the debate your podcast framed so well about the role of Braille in the context of screen readers and voiceovers, and the conclusion that Braille will continue to play a really valuable role in literacy and accessibility for the visually impaired. Thanks so much, Ed, for your note, and all of you who got in touch about this tricky issue. You make the show worth doing.
3: We'll be right back.
2: Okay, New Tech City listeners, here's my podcast recommendation for the week. Death, Sex, and Money with Anna Sale. It's also from WNYC. She interviews people and probes way deep about life's most challenging moments. You are always surprised with the answers that she gets. You can get Death, Sex, and Money wherever you listen to on-demand audio, or you can check it out on the WNYC app. We're back. This is New Tech City from WNYC. I'm Anoush Somorodi, and we're on my journey to understand an app, Class Dojo. And look, this is just one of hundreds of new apps out there. And software, too. From the second your kid gets on the bus, there could be data collected about where they are, what they're eating, or if they went to the school nurse that day. And some of that data is identifiable, like with the app that we've been talking about, Class Dojo. It's being used in half of the nation's classrooms, and so I definitely wanted to talk to the founder.
1: We've grown entirely through teacher word of mouth, like one teacher telling another teacher telling another.
2: This is Sam Chowdhury.
1: I'm the CEO and co-founder of Class Dojo.
2: Now, remember, this is a CEO who has been through the ringer. That New York Times article at the end of 2014 ignited a firestorm of comments. He was understandably a little wary of me, I think. So I started off easy. That's something very new, isn't it, Sam? This idea of going directly to teachers instead of going through um, a, an entire school district or a state. Um, that's that's a very new way of changing what's happening in the classroom.
1: Uh, it is very new. You know, In the past, it w- they would have had to rely on a long district purchasing or sales cycle um, and someone who they've never met picking the tools that they should use in their classroom. And now what you find is more and more teachers are – are making the choice to use tools that work well for them and for their students and for their parents.
2: Now, I'm going to be completely honest with you, Sam. The first time I heard about Class Dojo, I was kind of befuddled because I'm lucky, I guess. I don't have a kid whose behavior is an issue. I'm really trying to let him have his own space. So I felt a little weird that I was like monitoring his behavior. What's your response to that?
1: Yeah, I think um that's certainly not what the intention of the app is, as a, a, you know, some kind of tracking or monitoring tool. So, you know, we, we think a lot about this triangle, uh, this trusted triangle of communication between teachers, parents and students. And we've really seen a pull from teachers and from parents, frankly, saying that, look, I want to be engaged with my kids' education. I think that really the answer to that is just to have uh, m- more frequent, smaller hits of communication than once a semester um, shocks with lots of uncertainty in between.
2: So you're talking about this triangle of trust, right? I love this idea, this triangle of trust between the teacher, the parent, and the kid. Now you, as the app maker, where do you fit into this?
1: Uh, Yeah, I think we're just the enabler. So we kind of want to provide free, simple tools um, you know, and that's kind of what we've been doing, that teachers can adopt, they spread them to parents and kids. But you're also a business, um,
2: right? Of course. I mean, yes. That, yeah. So tell me about what you're not charging, you're not getting money directly. So what are you getting?
1: Yeah. So we've been pretty clear from the start. We don't think it's right to charge teachers or to charge students or even to charge schools and districts because our, you know, our mission of building stronger relationships between teachers, parents and students, that means for every teacher, parent, and student. That doesn't mean for just the most well-off districts or for the teachers who can afford it or so on. So we've always said that, look, we are going to build uh, in time some premium features Mm. that we think um, parents may optionally pay for. That's enough for us to build a great business with.
2: So despite the fact right now that half the teachers in the United States are using this app, you are not actually turning a profit yet.
1: That's right. The top thing for us has been growth and building a product that people actually want.
2: So now I have to definitely ask you about privacy. Do you think you should need parents' permission for teachers to log data about their kids, or is this up to the teacher? And sort of just explain to me what happens when a profile of a kid is created in class dojo.
1: Yeah, no, I'm really glad you asked because this is actually a really, really important topic for the whole ed tech industry. As former teachers and, and parents, like, it 's a topic that's very like personally close to us, but yeah. it 's also incumbent on the whole industry to take some leadership here right and it um, seems
2: like you guys have been thrust into this position actually of taking leadership in some ways with your you know out of the gate success
1: yeah, and you know it's a little bit like we 're a sixteen person company, so from the start we 've had advertising is not permitted on Classedger, mm-hmm. like we do not do advertising, we are not going to do it we're not going to share data for advertisers, et cetera, et cetera like we 've committed to that legally. Mm-hmm. Um, Secondly, we've always said that we don't require students to have accounts on Class Dojo. And if they do have accounts, then we get parent permission if they're under 13. Mm-hmm. Right? And then the third thing for me, which really, you know, it gets to the heart of, the, the, of your question, was, you know, we're not a data company. So after a year, if a student or parent has not saved their information, we delete it.
2: Do you know anybody else who does that or who has agreed to do that?
1: Uh Not to my knowledge, I think that 's an that 's kind of a clear bar for leadership right like if you 're really a transparent company that 's the kind of thing that we 're happy to do because our mission doesn 't require that that data
2: i mean as a parent, that makes me Excited. It's kind of refreshing to hear the fact that you're saying you're not a data company. That's like the antithesis of what I feel like every other Silicon Valley company says. Like, they're like, well, we're not really a food delivery company, we're a data company. Or we're not really a taxi ride sharing company, we're a data company. In terms of scaling a business, it all comes down to data. So on the one hand, as a parent, I'm thrilled to hear you say that. On the other hand, as someone who covers the tech industry, I'm a little worried for you.
1: Um, Go on.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I just wonder, like, are you one of the rare people that I might talk to in Silicon Valley who says, actually, we're not about having a 200 plus times return for our investors? We have a very core mission that we plan on sticking to
1: um I, th- I think there's there 's a very very strong case to be made that you can do you can build a great business while doing right by your users. I think um, so many of frankly like the Western social media companies um, have really built businesses around advertising and around monetizing users data. But there are lots and lots of um, other companies, which we probably don't talk about enough, really, um, which have actually built businesses, what you might consider the old-fashioned way, which is build something that people want and then ask them to pay for part of it. So many of the education technology entrepreneurs that I know Got into education for exactly the right reasons, right? And, you, and, and actually, maybe the most authentic t- thing to do is look at like their founding stories. So many people were teachers. So many people started in the classroom. So many people were, pa- you know, parents who cared about their kids. Sure, but Liam then they take I, VC money. Uh, that's true. But you also pick your investors, right? You pick investors who actually care about the mission. But to your to your question, I think there's like there's actually a large group, right? So you know, some of our friends at companies like Clever or um, No Red Ink. Um, some of our friends at Edmodo. Um, there, there are lots of, uh, at Remind as well. There's a bunch of companies where the, you know, that, that actually really care, I think, about education.
2: Do you think parents are getting paranoid, Sam?
1: Look, I think education is a really emotional area. I think parents are right to be concerned. Um, I think we are in a bit of an interesting transition point, right, where technology and, in particular, uh, mobile technology has transformed every part of our lives. It's transformed how we work, how we live, how we meet people, um, how we get dinner um, – and you know, it, I think education needs to be part of that conversation. We can't have the train leave the station and education be left on the platform, right? This is the mo- the single, you know, one of the single biggest sources of persistent inequality in the entire world.
2: Can I issue you a challenge? Go on. What about making an app that teaches parents, kids and their teachers about privacy and data protection?
1: Uh, I'm really glad you said that because we've got some interesting <laughs> announcements there um, Really? I, I can't share them just now But um, but we're going to uh, be the first later. place
2: you come to, right?
1: Uh, <laughs> my PR team is going to kill me but <laughs> we'll see what we can do
2: Alright, Sam Chowdhury thank you so much Thank you Two days after my interview with Sam, I got a mass email from Class Dojo announcing something they call a privacy center with a one-page, frequently asked questions for parents that is pretty clear. Meanwhile, though, I wanted to know what the mamas thought and what the future held for Class Dojo in our classroom back in Brooklyn. I'm curious to see what happens in the fall. If there's a new app in town and if we... Will, having had this conversation, we will react differently this time. Will, will I definitely,
0: you know, be more apprehensive before going, ooh, new, shiny, smarter, faster, let me put some
2: information in. We'll probably not sign up if it's brought in next year. You won't? No. Cause, because I don't, I don't see the need for it. And our family? Well, I decided to ask the person at the center of this whole conversation, my son Kai. Remember in the beginning of the year, I put the app on my phone? Yeah. But we haven't been checking it, have we? No, not really. Why do you think we stopped checking it? Well, maybe we got a little too busy. So do you think it helps your teacher keep track of everybody in class? Like make, helps, the, helps her make sure everybody's behaving well in class? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much, Yeah. What about for me as your mom? Do you think it's good for me so I can see what you're doing in class? I think that's my business. How come? Because, um, well, I don't want grown-ups peeking into the stuff if I don't even want to, which I don't. I, I don't want grown-ups to peek into my things. Okay, so who should the information be between? Me and my teacher and my table. Okay, well done. Thank you. All right, I feel like I've done my due diligence on this one. I am putting my trust in Kai's teacher. She has definitely earned it. And I guess I'm putting my trust in you, Sam Chowdhury, Mr. Class Dojo co-founder. Do you trust in Sam or any technologist whose heart seems to be in the right place, but whose business runs on your child's personal information? If a customer relationship is built on trust, is that good enough? I'm impressed with Sam Chowdhury today, But what if he's not the head of the company in 10 years? There are a lot of what ifs here. Let us know what you think on Twitter or on Facebook. We're at New Tech City. And next week, we're going to wrap up our whole series on technology and kids. We're going back to that vulnerable age, 12, 13, when puberty and social media arrive in pretty much every child's life.
1: My parents say they read my texts and they, like, look at my searches and they look at my calls, but I don't know if they do that. It's a good strategy. You'll
2: laugh, you'll cringe, you'll also be grateful for the amazing advice that these kids have. So subscribe to New Tech City so you don't miss it. Tell a friend, a fellow parent, or a student, or whoever to join our little party that's going on here. We're on iTunes or wherever you listen to audio on demand. Also, by the way, we've got a rockin' newsletter with extra information and funny and smart links from New Tech City listeners. Sign up at NewTechCity.org. It is not an annoying newsletter, I promise. Oh, and if you've got links, email us, NewTechCity at WNYC.org. Thanks so much for listening. I'll see you next week. I'm Manoush Samarodi for New Tech City. And also a big thank you this week to Ms. Lehman, Jen and Kelly, Sam and Jim, and Kai for contributing their points of view on this one. What is Classroom Dojo? What would you say? Well, it's from um, cable points, and and you have, like, your own avatar, which is pretty neat, right? Yeah. And what do you think it's measuring? Well, it just shows you how many copying good points you have. So, And you can also change your avatar on that. Right. You mentioned that. So...